Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Today's date is November 9th. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be going over my recap of the game between the Miami Dolphins and the Arizona Cardinals. The Miami Dolphins defeat the Arizona Cardinals by a score of 34-31 to on Sunday. The win is Miami's fourth straight, pushing the team to 5-3. and three. The Cardinals fall to 5-3 and three with the loss. So, guys, this is the start of a new era. It's undeniable now that this is the beginning of the turnaround the Dolphin fans have been dreaming of. These wins aren't miracles like the one in 2018 against New England or the last second flukes like in 2016 against Cleveland. This is what great football looks like. Down by seven in the third quarter, rookie Tua Tungavailoa commanded a 93-yard drive to tie the game, finishing it with an 11-yard touchdown to Mac Hollins that tied the game. The Dolphins would get the ball back, the score still tied, and Tua would find Gasicki and later Jakeem Grant to put them in range of a field goal. Jason Sanders, the absolutely automatic machine that he is, would drill a 50-yarder to give the Dolphins a three-point lead. Now, as the game neared its end. The Dolphins were at this pivotal third and one situation. Tua Tungavailoa ran a quarterback sneak right up the middle, getting across for the first down. Dagger ball game. Guys, Tua was great in this game. Media members and fans alike were all worried after his first professional start in which he threw for only 93 passing yards. In that game, he completed only one pass beyond 10 yards and the offense was extremely conservative. But in this game, he looked like a veteran. The rookie finished going 20 for 28, 248 yards, two touchdowns and an additional 35 yards on the ground. He finished with a passer rating of 122.3. So Tua did not play conservative in this game. He was 8 for 11 on passes beyond 10 yards. He led the team to a 50% third down conversion rate. He connected with Preston Williams on several key plays, including this beautiful 35-yard pass and also a 9-yard touchdown pass. His late game touchdown to Mac Hollins was placed near the pylon, just over the top of the head of the defender. And then earlier in the game, on a great play call by Chan Gailey, he went through several reads, causing some misdirection and confusion on the defense to find Durham Smythe for a 19-yard gain. One of Tua's better plays of the whole game was a 17-yard scramble where he bounced around the pocket, narrowly avoiding a sack, and was able to scramble for the first down. Overall, guys, Tua was terrific in this game. Anyone who tells you otherwise is a liar. Now, among Tua's favorite weapons in this game, at least, receiver Preston Williams was having the best performance offensively. He finished the game 60 yards and a touchdown and was doing a great job at getting separation from his man. Now, unfortunately, Unfortunately, he would leave the game in the second quarter, appearing to injure his foot when uh, Christian Wilkins kind of celebrated with him. If you keep up to date with the Dolphins, you know that Christian Wilkins, whenever the Dolphins score, he is always typically there to celebrate with the team. Now, this is, of course, a rare instance where it may have gone bad, and maybe this isn't even the case, but it looks like that is how he got hurt. Now, there is also the potential for him to have gotten hurt on the play. He suffered a big hit as he was going in, but he kind of did a little celebration dance after that makes me think it was actually, you know, when Christian Wilkins came down on him. Now, Devontae Parker was also heavily involved in this game. He led the team in targets and in yards. He would finish the game with six catches for 64 yards. Now, running back Jordan Howard, who was a healthy 
scratch from the last three games, received the bulk of the carries in this one. He filled in for Miles Gaskin and Matt Breida, who were both out with injuries. And guys, it was just another uninspiring game from Jordan Howard. He really does lack explosiveness. He looks incredibly slow. In this game, he had 10 carries for 19 yards, but he did have a two-yard touchdown. Now, rookie Savan Ahmed, who was kind of an emphasis in my preview piece, he would lead the Dolphins in rushing yards in this game with 38 and an average of 5.4 yards per carry. Ahmed was by far the most dynamic of the running backs, showcasing this terrific burst and also an ability to bounce these runs to the outside. And Ahmed also laid what was a beautiful block that allowed Tua to convert on this nice crossbody pass to Devontae Parker earlier in the first half. So I was very impressed with Ahmed and I really liked the skill set that he offered and that's kind of why I emphasized him so much in the preview. Now we move on to the offensive line. The offensive line you know, it could have been better in this game. Tackle Austin Jackson returned, filling his role as the left tackle. He allowed his first sack of the season, and he had a few moments that showed some rust for sure. Uh, Jesse Davis also had some pretty bad moments in this game. The offensive line, though, took an interesting turn when Austin Jackson was at left tackle, Robert Hunt was at right tackle, and then Jesse Davis moved over to guard. ESPN's Cameron Wolf tweeted that it appeared Kinley was benched for Davis, but it's unknown known whether the team is still just experimenting or if this was kind of a planned shift. That is still unknown because I was really impressed with what I saw from Solomon Kinley throughout this season that that was a little bit shocking to me. Now the beginning of this game looked like the defense we had been seeing for the past three games. On the Cardinals first drive, Kyler Murray was stripped by Emmanuel Ogba and Shaq Lawson was able to recover the ball and take it for the score. Ogba now has seven sacks on this season. He has six sacks just in the last five games. So he is playing terrifically. He has back-to-back -back games with strip sacks that were leading to a score. Now, for Emmanuel Ogba, for me, it's no longer a matter of whether he is one of the better players on the team. It's whether he is up there among the top in the league at his position. That is how good he has been playing. Now, the Dolphins were having success sending their usual barrage of blitzes, typically using that cover zero with nobody over the top, and it was working pretty well up until the second quarter and this is where Kyler Murray hooked up on a 56-yard touchdown pass to Christian Kirk. I mean Kirk burned Byron Jones who was tasked with covering him on that play. There was nobody over the top to help and it was just a massive play. At that moment the Dolphins seemed more weary of kind of sending so many guys on a blitz and this kind of opened the door for Kyler Murray to have a bit more success. The pressure wasn't as frequent from that point on and when it was Murray was just impossible to get a hand on. Now, before we discuss more about the Dolphins' defense, I have to really take some time to applaud Kyler Murray. The guy is just terrific, you know, so fun to watch, showcasing an elite level of speed and elusiveness while still having, you know, an incredible arm. The guy is just, you know, he's brilliant. This isn't some Lamar Jackson situation where people are going to question his ability to throw. As mentioned in the preview, Kyler Murray is just a definition of a dual-threat quarterback, and he was pretty phenomenal in this game. He would finish the game 283 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and then on top of that, 
106 rushing yards, 9.6 yards per carry, and he had a rushing touchdown as well. Christian Kirk for Arizona torched the defense. He finished the game five catches for 123 yards and a touchdown. Most of those appeared to be on Byron Jones. And then later in the game, Byron Jones had this very interesting play where he had an interception in the end zone, but the ball was pulled out of his hands, resulting in a touchdown by Daryl Daniels. That really did sum up Byron Jones's night, in my opinion. Now, DeAndre Hopkins, we all know how good he is. You know, one of the top, if not the top receiver in the NFL. He was covered by Xavier Howard for most of the night. And guys, he was neutralized. He finished the game with only 30 yards. And Xavier Howard had several defensive pass interference calls against him while covering Hopkins. But there was one in particular that I want to talk about. It was in the third quarter and it was completely just egregious. It led to a touchdown for Arizona. Howard had his head turned around with great positioning to make a play on the ball and was somehow called for defensive pass interference on that play. I don't understand that because it wasn't one of those instances where the defender doesn't, you know, isn't able to turn his head around in time. Howard had a legitimate chance to get an interception and they somehow called defensive pass interference. I didn't agree with that at all. And then in my preview, I projected that running back Chase Edmonds would have a huge night, which did not happen. Edmonds received a high volume. He had 28 total touches in this game, but the defense did a great job at limiting his production, holding him to under three yards per carry. And they also had a massive play on fourth and one where they stopped Chase Edmonds for no gain and getting the offense the ball back. So guys, to get straight into my takeaways, the Dolphins are not the underdogs anymore. I know this may be a little bit hard to fathom after years and years. Fans have been watching those pregame analysts vote against the team, against Jacksonville. Every media member voted against the Dolphins, against the Rams. It was the same story. And on Sunday against the Cardinals, it was no different. Yet, here we are. The Dolphins are a legitimate competitor capable of beating any team if they play well. There shouldn't be any more games where they are the consensus pick to lose. My next takeaway here is that Tua's decision making is incredible for a rookie. Now everyone will point to his near interception as he was trying to throw the ball away in the first quarter of this game. But aside from that one play, Tua plays extremely secure with the ball. Some will complain that he hasn't taken enough chances, but I applaud him for avoiding those risk and playing mistake-free football. In a game that was so heavy on offense and every possession was valuable, he made the most out of each one and he won this team the game. Now, my last takeaway here is even after this game, my thoughts on the defense haven't changed. Miami's defense is still really good. Kyler Murray is a special player. Now, eventually, the Dolphins will need to learn how to contain a player like him, considering there are other solid running quarterbacks in the AFC, namely Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton, uh, Josh Allen as well. But I'm confident that more often than not, this defense will be very tough for any opponent. Even Murray, one of the game's most electric runners, was narrowly escaping an onslaught of pressure that Miami was bringing. The defense can't be lights out every week, and really it's unfair for us to expect any team's defense to play at a high level every single week. But with that being said, I'm not panicking about this unit in the slightest. So guys, I would love to know what you guys think about the game. Let me know your thoughts. Is there anything that I didn't discuss or I forgot about? Or do you have any questions or things that you would like for me to go over? I would be glad to hear it. As always, you can reach me 
me on Twitter at via the source and at shady Steven. Uh, if you could subscribe to me on YouTube as well, that would be a tremendous help. If you're listening to this on the Apple podcast app and you could leave a review, that would also be a tremendous help to me. But guys, that is how I'm going to wrap it up. Until next time, I'm Steven Masso and this was via the source.